I'm really happy to have uh, have Michael Morton on yet another episode of of Honest Money. Michael, uh, you know, you, you have a huge following, and people love to to hear about real life stories, and especially from their heroes. So, so really, um, I can't appreciate enough the the fact that you're on another episode. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you very much for having me. So, so Michael, I thought uh, you know today we could talk a little bit around um, you know the the life of a professional footballer isn't always in your control. You know, I guess you you get signed for one club and and you and you you hope to be there, but but like in any career, you know sometimes things change and you and you need to move. And in a put in a footballer's life, that could involve moving not just jobs but actually moving cities. And and I think that's happened to you a couple of times. Yeah, my wife will tell you uh, that she's had to move house seven eight times in the last sort of five six years so um she's chief packer in this house so yeah she knows all about moving <laughs> so so what happens when when, uh, when you let's say you you decide that well you you know the, the career decides that you need to move uh do, do you look at buying a property do you rent what what do you how do you view that well that was probably a mistake i made early on in my career um just because i did i mean it's pretty much the way my career's worked out is that every three years I've sort of moved somewhere new and then I went from Joburg to Maritzburg back to Joburg, Pretoria. We've jumped around um, and in the, in the early days I, I bought a lot of property and every time we moved we thought, no, well, let's buy um, where we're going, good investment, all that sort of stuff and um, we just realized going down the line that all the transfer fees, all the lawyers' fees, all these type, all these additional fees that you don't even think about, they just started to add up. Um, and we kept on moving and we were, we kept on, kept on looking at the properties thinking, oh, this is a place we'd really like to live. And the reality was and still is that we're never going to be there for longer than two to three years um, if we're lucky. So, um, yeah, so towards the, the last sort of three, four, five years, we've opted to rent and um, we've noticed a great deal of money that we've saved just in um basically what a property would cost you to to own compared to what it cost you to rent and just with all the, the additional fees that come with buying property. So would there be a time when you would buy a property again? Um, we still own three properties. Um, so I don't think we really need a, another one. Um, we're just aiming on, on sort of paying those ones off. Now we've paid off two of the three and we really want to take a big chunk out of the, the, the last one before I retire um, while the money's still... Um, well, I'm earning a, a good deal of money now with professional sports, which I know will not be forever. So we'd like to get uh, the last bond down to sort of the minimal before um, life after football. So, I mean, I think there, there's some great lessons there for, for anybody, you know, around bu buying a home because, you know, the, as you said, the, the transfer costs, well, all the transaction costs of buying are, are really high. Uh, and so, I mean, I don't think it's a, it's not a lesson to people to say never buy. I think the the real value here is, you know, potentially buy. You know, the first property you buy should be the one where you say this is the place we want to raise our kids. We've identified the schools. This is where we want to be. But uh, but but de you know, definitely not. You know, this is my starter place, and in three years' time, I'm going to sell, move to the, my my second, you know, my bigger place, and my bigger place, and eventually, before you know it, you've bought and sold five properties. You know, and and you, you know, you've only gone backwards in real terms. Sure. So, uh, so if that's your attitude to property, I guess uh, you, know, in, you know we're looking at your your career now, and, and and I think one of the things that you've been really clever about is not just saying that you you know try and only earn your money from one source. You know, you've you've certainly looked at rental properties and and, and businesses. Is that is that a, an, an accident or is that a, a clear strategy? Um, it's also just out of boredom, I suppose. Um, I mean, foot, like professional athletes, um, especially football, is that we. The reality is I train for two, three hours a day. I mean, I'm 
it's one o'clock and I don't have a stitch of work to do the rest of the day. Um, and I, I just want to be productive really. And there is so much time to, to do other things besides playing sport. And, um, and I've chosen to either use that time to, to study, um, to add to sort of knowledge. And then even last year, we actually got into a business. I've, I've tried a couple side hustles as well. And um, just more to, to broaden my, my sort of knowledge. And I'm terrified of being sort of 35 years old, um, unemployed without a single thing to see, like on my CV besides being able to kick a ball around. Um, I'd like to hopefully enter the job market with a bit more work experience and maybe a little bit more knowledge um, behind my name. And, and I think that's another brilliant lesson for people is, you know, one is don't stop studying, don't stop improving yourself. It doesn't matter where you are, uh, what you do, you know, and I think, you know, if, even if you're really talented in one area, it uh, doesn't matter what that talent is. It could get taken away from you by accident or, you know, by age, I guess. And, and so, you know, being adaptable and flexible uh, in, in the way that you learn and continuing to learn is, is really critical. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, always planning for, a, you know, at least a plan B, if not a, a plan C is brilliant. You know, I think that's a, it's a good lesson for all of us um, so what's Michael Morton's attitude to investing um, as much and as much as possible um, I sort of um, I made the, 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 the errors the early errors of, of plowing all my cash into into property and while you say it's not a it's not the worst thing you can do there are better things you can do with your money and you sort of uh, when I met with you a couple of years ago started to point me in that right direction and that was ETFs, uh, exchange, exchange trade, trade funds and, and that sort of thing and money that's more readily available when you need it and also um, just uh, the growth is so much better without, if you really want to get invested in property, <laughs> invest in a property ETF like um, those are sort of the things I started to learn and that's sort of the direction I started to head in. Um, early in my career like everyone, RAs and all that sort of thing but what the reality is with a footballer is that my retirement age is not 55 like majority of people my retirement age is actually 35 so while I've put a big chunk of money into RAs um, now towards the back end of my career I'm sort of starting to to weight that more heavily in ETFs and and, uh, and sort of back off the, the RA and let the RA sort of build comp with a compound interest rather than my installments. And, and what happens uh, to, to you when markets are falling like they are now, where we see, you know, the coronavirus hitting the world and stock markets are tumbling? Do, does that change your behavior? Do you carry on going? What do you do? I delete easy equities off my phone and I don't look at, <laughs> at I prefer not to look at, at the numbers. Um, but uh, I, I heard an interesting uh, quote from Warren Buffett the other day when they asked him about everything and he just said, well, if they're going to sell me the, the shares at, at a discount, then I'm going to keep on buying shares. And uh, I also looked at a, I saw another thing uh, where people were showing the, the last time there was a crash, what the market looked like in, I, I think it might have even been something that you tweeted, um, what the market looked like three months, six months from, from the last crash. And uh, it's the nature of the markets. Things come, go up and they, and they go down. Um, but if you stay invested and you, and you keep on investing and you, and you buy when it's low and you, and you ride, out, ride it out when it's high. I mean, it's, I just keep, just keep plowing it in there and hope that in the long term, the market uh, 
continues to grow. Yeah, yeah Michael. At uh, after your football career, I think we've we found your next career. It's, you know, it's it's financial planning. Uh, you, uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I think that's the lesson in in a situation like this is when when the world is falling apart and the and the media headlines are saying bloodbath in the markets. You know, things are crashing, etc. Uh, what they're doing is they're encouraging other people to panic to sell you great businesses and great investments at a heck of a discount. And and so for those that are saving and are investing who can keep their head level when everyone else is panicking that's the time that you probably make the investment decisions of your career you know that's the time where you you find those uh, etfs or or shares that you know give you 10 or 20 times your your initial investment just because you didn't panic and you and you stuck it out so i think it's a it, it's a brilliant way to to go uh, and and you know i think it's it's a good lesson for everybody is you know markets move like the tide you know tides come and tides go there you can't control it but what you can do is control your own behavior and and selling when everyone else is panicking is terrible behavior but uh committing more money if you can great idea spending a bit less if you can and and you know taking advantage of the sale is a is a brilliant idea so you know i think it's it's a it's a good lesson that you're that you're teaching everybody out there and as i say you know career number two we we know what it is already michael just just uh, don't worry about it you know what it is now yeah some more studying uh, <laughs> gonna have to have to get that that two-year diploma um <laughs> Hopefully before I retire. Well, you know, and, and you mentioned Warren Buffett. So for those uh, you know listening who don't know, you know he's uh, he's comfortably into his nineties now, and and you know doesn't have to retire at all from the investment career. So you know, you know, age doesn't uh, doesn't matter too much with investments. It probably helps. But, uh, but I think we've run out of time there. And I just wanted to say again, thanks so much for, for being on the show. Uh, for, for those listening, you know, the, you can't get better insights from someone in the real world uh, doing something very different from me who, who's got a, a really similar attitude. So thanks, Michael. Cool. Thank you very much for having me again. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.